I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, sexy folk of Tinterweb. Thank you for downloading in advance for subscribing if you haven't already. Or for streaming um, this wonderful, shiny new episode of Hardcore Listing with... Chris and Stu, a.k.a. Laser Dragon and Roy Tarmac. Yes, I have a new name. Get used to it. It's edgy. Um, I came up with it during the drunk cast that we had um, in Ireland. And this is uh, our first episode of our exploits into Ireland. And our guest today, Louise McSharry. Um, Louise, thank you so much for agreeing to um, come on. And you met two strange dudes from Essex in a hotel room. Brave. Brave, some would say. Uh, Stupid. I think the first thing I almost said to you in the foyer is, oh, should we get a drink first before we go upstairs? That's creepy. It's 100% textbook Craig to say something like that accidentally. Accidentally. Louise was wicked. She has done top five things that Ireland has given to the world, and they are shit hot. Number four was my favourite. It's changed my life, Louise. Thank you so much. And I hope it changes your lives, listeners, as hardcore listing always does. Stuart can't be with us today to record it on account of the fact he's dead. So, another unexpected bonus of the trip to Ireland that we had, which was amazing. You're going to find out more about that. You've probably seen a lot of it on online already with the strange random videos we've posted. So thanks to Brad Acton for popping them up on YouTube. And of course, thanks goes to 76. Probably more in advance for you having to listen through the drunk cast, mate, because the night after we recorded with Louise, or was it that same? You know, it was the same day. After we met with Louise, we went and recorded the drunk cast, and that shit was just insane, as we probably expected it would. I'm not saying that I did something strange on stage, but you can imagine Craig with half a bottle of gin down him and four pints of Guinness does act up. Um, thanks to the rest of the Distraction Pieces Network, as uh, usual, Jim Smallman, uh, Tuesday night draw. Draw? Draw. Talking of draw, Jason Reed, um, Stop and Search, and Dr. Susie Gage, Say Why Two Drugs. Um, the latter two we will be having on the show 
very soon. So that's going to be amazing. I'm going to stop talking now. Well, I, I'm not because you can hear me, but with the others. Louise, thank you again. You were awesome. Um, and I haven't actually really said what you do because we're very unprofessional. Louise is a radio presenter out in Dublin, Ireland, uh, for RTE2 FM, I believe, which, uh, well, she does the new music. And her playlists are really cool. So actually check that out anyway, if you want um, a bump of some cool new music. She's also written books, so she's obviously smarter than Stuart and myself combined. I mean, Stuart still only writes in crayon, and I can only count to potato, so there's not much you know new there. You already know that. Um, she's also... Oh, it's gone. Just like that, it's gone. That's something else nice to say about you, Louise, and it's gone. Oh, you're very trendy, and you're big on your makeup. So we had a lot in common. Me... And you with fashion, and you and Stuart with makeup. So that's it. Sit back, pop your clothes off, make a cup of tea. Make a cup of tea, then pop your clothes off. Don't scold yourself. And enjoy this episode of Hardcore Listening with Chris and Shoot and our wonderful guest, Louise McSherry. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Here we go. We are recording. All right. I believe. Are you okay? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yes. How are you? How's um, how's sleeping with me been? <laughs> um, bizarrely, um, our guest has just walked into our hotel room. Which Wait, is... are you sharing this room? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize. We've got two rooms. Um. But Pip's got one to himself next door. Right. Um, and because he's more important. Even more easy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we get his crumbs, which was a, a twin room, but the cleaners must think we're quite close yeah. because they pushed the beds together. What's really, what's really <laughs> sweet is when they were sorting out rooms and stuff for us. Um, the uh, promoter thought we were actually a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so they they couldn't find us a hotel. No, they couldn't get us a hotel. So they were going to get us a um, apartment for all three of us. And I, and I said to Pip, like, because I looked at it and I thought, there's only two beds. And I went, there's three beds, right? And he, and he went, I'll just check. So he, he messaged the promoter and said, there's like a sofa bed or something in this apartment. And, uh, and she went, no, it's just the two like, double beds. And, <laughs> and Pip was like, there's three of us. And she went, oh, God, are they not a couple? It's <laughs> like, no. Well, you would be a beautiful couple. Thank right? you. I often mm. think that. I'm trying to work, work on it, to be honest with mm. you. Um, shall we introduce Louise? Hello, Louise. Sorry, hi. Louise yeah, I really dove right in there. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Um, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. This is my first UK podcast. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, very exciting. Oh, yeah. Well, glad to have you on. It's a big and, day uh... for me. And <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for... for not being weirded out by, um, oh, hi, total stranger. Meet us in a hotel lobby and then come to our hotel room <laughs> where there'll be two single beds put together. I might say, you're free to, shall we have a drink first? <laughs> Before we get started. Which I refuse, yeah. just worth noting. No, no, I, I, I brought my drink and I'm yeah. keeping my eye uh, all the way through this. Chris, if you can go and have a shower and just leave the cash there. <laughs> Oh dear. So I just we're all fully closed. This yes. is all above board. Yes, yes. She's lying. 
<laughs> you are well. You are. Stuart is lying on a bed. So. I am. I am. There's only two chairs. It is a little bit like um episode of Partridge where uh, <laughs> it goes there and there's only one cup and, uh, and an aerialette to have his cup of tea. <laughs> so we we um, we were put um, you were put on our radar through um, one of our other listeners, Anne, who when we you put a shout out industry to say you know is there anyone we should um, catch up with in Ireland and, and you're. Have you explained that? Have you explained that we're in Dublin at the moment? Because obviously this is going to come out um, a little later, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're currently in, in Dublin, aren't FYI, we? FYI, we're in Dublin. Although yeah. I think everyone by our Instagram, Twitter, have probably seen all our yeah. exploits yeah. and showers in, in Dublin so far. We'll but yeah, we're, continue. we're currently over here as part of the Dublin Podcast Festival, mm-hmm. um, which is... I think for people in the UK, it's more like that kind of Camden crawl in the city kind of thing where podcasts kind of take over all the different venues and and there's just a, a myriad going on at, at all, all, all the time, really. Mm-hmm. And we done Pip's, Pip done a distraction piece. He's at the Tivoli, if it, is that pronounced right? Yeah. Yep, at the Tivoli Theatre last night. Which was cool, man. I like that cinema. Uh, yeah. That theatre is really cool little layout yeah. and that. And yeah. It, we'd come out for a little bit and plug tonight, didn't we? And mm. then Blind Boy from... Rubber Bandits just romped it. Yeah, it was very funny. And then we ended up getting very, very drunk. Yeah. 3am this morning. Yeah. But we've been good today. We, we, we got up and had a sensible breakfast, didn't we? And then mm-hmm. we we guested on um, the Shut Up... Um, Shutterpoint podcast. Shut up, yeah. yeah, that one. And then um, <laughs> we, we actually went to the gym. What? Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, uh, guys. We actually went to the gym. Oh, like, we did a run, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was really high tech. This run, this running machine, it's got like a woodland. So you're as you're running, you're virtual reality running through. Just to clarify, it's on a screen. It's on a screen. Okay. Like, yeah, it's like watching Woodland on the telly. You, yeah. you oversold that a bit then, like you was in some virtual reality. Do you reality have world. to watch Woodland or can you? No, watch? I, mean, I was just looking out the window at the at the mountains. I thought that looked quite nice. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah, so we're uh, we're feeling all right now. I feel like I've sweated out the kind of the Guinness and you uh, ready for tonight? Yeah, now? I'm, oh. I'm all good. I'm all good. I find running with a hangover is like, oh, I feel like my brain is Rattling. literally bouncing around yeah. my skull, yeah. and not in a good way, like in a, in a very bad way. So the brain is literally bouncing off. The yeah, brain. isn't that what they say? Like, uh, well, in my head, that what happens when you're hungover is the reason your head hurts. Now I'm no doctor, but <laughs> I this is what I've picked up from over the years is that basically whatever skin is around your brain kind of shrinks because there's not enough liquid in there so it's like tight on it and that's why it's yeah sore yeah i think about it a lot when i'm hungover that visual it's nice and then that makes it worse yes yeah but that's why people say always have a pint of water before you go to sleep and Mm. all that kind of folklore if i remember that's why i didn't feel too bad today because i kept waking up last night and uh, that's right you did didn't you yeah I just, um, did you do you that? Did you do um, a run? Did you start getting into doing that to the, for charity? Was it a ten k run or something? Yeah, I did a ten k. Um, so I am I am not a thin person, and I've never been someone who's like into exercise. Um, I did Irish dancing when I was a kid until I was about. 16 and is it just called dancing over here no no it's still irish dancing (laughs) or sometimes irish step dancing i i actually never did it in ireland though because i was born in ireland but then i moved to america and then i actually lived in england for a year and then i came back here and when i came back to 
Ireland, I stopped Irish dancing, which makes no sense. Like I did it in America and England, but not here. Um, so yeah, no, they, it's still Irish dancing and we have to specify. Um, but yeah, so I did that and I played football for years in the hope that I could get my father to love me. Um, but I failed, no, he, he loved me. He just wasn't that, I wanted him to be more impressed by me. So despite yeah. the fact that I hated it, I played it. Um, and that's kind of my only real exercise experience. Yeah. And I, because I hated football so much mm. and I didn't think of Irish dancing as exercise. I, for me, I was just like, exercise just is not a thing in my mm. life. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, but then I, um, Sorry, this is a very long answer to your question. So yeah, so then I kind of um, went on a little bit of a journey with my body. I had cancer uh, three years ago and while I was sick, so before before I was diagnosed, I lost a lot of weight, obviously because I had stage three cancer, but I- uh, Was you not aware of that either? No, I, I was- no, I, I got sick initially. The first time I, I knew that I wasn't well was in a January and I wasn't diagnosed until August. How old was you then? I was 32. God, that's young, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I was going to the doctor all the time from that January to August. In the yeah, end, I was going every week. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't figure it out. It There was kind of a bit of a red herring, though, because I had appendicitis the December before mm. and they assumed that I had some kind of weird infection as a result of my surgery because I was connecting... Like I was saying, oh, I haven't felt well since then. Um, but I had actually had the cancer for a long time before that. God. Yeah. So I had a Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is like, they call it like the young person's cancer. Because yeah. uh, it's, you know, in young people, it's the mo one of the most common ones. But it's also one of the, and I, I'm using air quotes, best cancers that you yeah, can get. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, good cancer. Yeah, well, it's, it really responds to chemo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's not eating away at one specific organ it's yeah. kind of in your blood basically um so i lost loads of weight during that time when i was sick and i didn't know what the story was and then in the end i was kind of barely eating at all my appetite completely went um and i loved it i felt like really powerful and like I was finally like the right kind of woman because mm. I wasn't the kind of person who like wolfed down everything on their plate every time they went, you know, to a restaurant or whatever, which is who I actually am. Mm. I'm never going to be someone who says no to food. That's mm. not who I am. But for the first time, I felt like, no, I don't need that food. Like yeah. it was this crazy, like I had this really weird stuff going on in my, in my head, in my psychology. So then when I started chemo and I started getting better, my appetite came back like almost immediately. So obviously I started putting weight back on. Um, and During I, chemo? Yeah, yeah, which is, isn't that common mm -hmm. um, for you to, some, sometimes if people are on steroids or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. but a lot of people really lose their appetite or they have you know really bad nausea and stuff like that. But I, yeah, no, I, I was just getting healthier and healthier and my body was going back to normal. What's normal for me, you know? Um, and I was really struggling with it because I had mm -hmm. felt so kind of, superior and like fantastic and like I was this perfect like lady and mm. um, when I didn't really have an appetite and when I was thinner um and I had to really kind of give myself a real talking to because I started to get crazy with it like yeah. I was literally I had stage three cancer I was going through chemo and I was torturing myself over every single thing I ate yeah. like because I had become so obsessed um and I really had to kind of draw a line under it and go that's actually crazy what yeah, you're doing you know thinking that oh i was thinner i was actually dying yeah <laughs> and i'm, I'm kind of like almost wanting to that to continue yeah. so like you know i feel like i have this self-control over what i'm eating i had those thoughts yeah. i was like oh maybe if i could have just waited a little bit longer before i started yeah. chemo then i would have been even thinner or like you know i had i, I was having pro you know really like really not 
correct thoughts. Um, and I had kind of like, I'd been reading a little bit about the body positivity movement and the fat positive movement before. Um, but then I kind of really had to go, okay, you cannot spend your time, your healing time, driving yourself mentally yeah, ill, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, over this stuff. So you really need to change your game. So I completely changed all of the stuff that I consumed on social media about bodies. Yeah. Um, I only followed, you know, people who were body positive. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried to think really differently about the food that I ate and about the way that I was eating and about my body. And, you know, by the time I finished chemo, I really appreciated my body for all it had done for me because you know, I had was still working full time when I was diagnosed and I was really sick and my body still kept me going every day and still got me to work. And, you know, I, I, I really didn't think that I was that sick and I really was. And the only reason that I, I felt like I was as well as I was, was because my body was putting up such a good yeah, fight, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I finally kind of had an appreciation for my body for its function and its purpose rather than what it actually looks like, which was really mm. powerful for me. Um, and then I was like, I, I, I wrote a book kind of which included some of this stuff I had lots of other stuff in it as well but included some of this stuff and um, during the publicity for the book I had to do a lot of talking publicly and you know I, not debating but like certainly defending sure. the idea that you can be healthy and not be thin and that mm -hmm. yeah. that fat people don't deserve to be shamed every day of their life because there are a lot of people who believe that they should be um, even though science proves and psychology proves that that's actually counterproductive. Mm. Like the more you slag off someone for being fat, the, the likelihood is that they're going to gain weight. They're not going to lose weight. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. But anyway, um, through that, I, I was saying, you know, actually a lot of the, the health problems that are associated with weight and obesity are actually problems that come from living a sedentary lifestyle. Mm. So, you know, if you're a big person, but you move a lot, you move your body and you use your body and you live in a healthy way, then you can be just as healthy as a thin mm. person, you know, who doesn't. So I was saying all this and I was like, Ooh, but I'm not actually doing anything. So I'm yeah. probably not so that the, healthy. The, the awareness was there. Yeah, the I kind of was like, but actually I'm not putting it into practice. Yeah, so, so I kind of felt like. First, right? You have to read about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I think that, that, that suits me. That sits well with me. Yeah. Now I actually need to. I had to put my money where my mouth yeah, was, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was actually pregnant at the time, and I said, okay, yeah, when I finish, like, when I finish my pregnancy, that's how it works, you finish it. When I have the baby, <laughs> um, after I have the baby, I'm going to run. I'm going to run 5K. That was my, like, thing, because I had read that if you can run 5K, it's a really good indicator of, of your health. Right. Like, if you can use that as a barometer for general health. Um, and really? then, yeah, yeah, um, for your cardiovascular health, yeah. anyway. Um so I had the baby and didn't start running. And then um, this, this rock and roll marathon, it's this, it's, they have events all around the world. So they do marathons, half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks. They asked me to be a media ambassador and to do a 10K. And I was like, well, I can't say no. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah, already yeah, decided yeah. I was going to. just been like, do you remember yeah. when you Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I did. So that's a very long answer yeah. to your question. So yes, I did do a wow. 10K. And I have not run since, like not at all. But that and that was six weeks ago. Yeah, it was really hard. I think like loads of people on my Instagram or whatever were like, "Oh my God, you're amazing!" I had a baby, you know, eight months ago, and I can't even think about running. And mm. I just kept saying, "No, I'm insane. Like I should not have done it now. This was mm. absolutely not the right time to mm. do it because I, I started training at the same time that I went back to work, and I had a four month old, and like you know that's insane. Yeah, yeah, that's 
match. Like that was a, not a, a really good decision timing wise. But um, but it was it was amazing in terms of me. Uh, I tend to kind of quit things if I'm not immediately good at them. Um, so to work and slowly improve at something and kind of mm. see that you can improve yeah. was really good for me. Stand is a funny thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you do, it, it does increase quite quickly, sort of surprisingly more than you think when you start doing exercise. Mm. But it, again, as quickly as it comes, if you're <coughs> ill or you go away on holiday. So I've recently started doing exercise again. Um, it was all triggered from I actually fasted. You'll be bored out your mind if I start going on about this. But I didn't eat for 10 days for a variety of different reasons, a lot of psychological willpower to boost and improve willpower and there's other, there's other attributes and benefits to it but after that I was like right okay I've kind of reset my body and I started exercising but I had a week off of the exercise about last about two weeks ago I went to Portugal and that first week back that first yeah. thing I did was just I'm like what, what, I was quite fit a yeah. week ago I've had a couple of pints and now I can't be bothered. I think that's one of the things about exercise that I struggle with the mm. most. You're never going to complete it. It's not like a video no. game. No. You don't get to the oh, end. Yeah. You have to always do it. And I have a really hard time with that psychologically. Yeah. Mm. Um, I haven't found my thing yet. You yeah. know, I need to find my thing that I enjoy that doesn't feel like a punishment. I think yeah. it's a why. A lot of these things is why are you doing it? And yeah. like, there's some people can't stand being in the gym, but that makes perfect sense. Other people actually enjoy it. Mm. If you don't enjoy it, there's no reason why to do it, and hence you never keep it up. So all yeah. the things that you, whatever pursuits you have in life, that you sort of half, so I started the guitar, learning the guitar at 14, didn't continue it, why? That really wasn't what I wanted to do. I think I thought that that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You ever done any runs, mate? You done a double marathon? Done a double marathon. Wow. No, I ran a marathon and then got on a bike and cycled it. Wow. Jeez, same day. Yep. So what? Sorry, twenty six miles. Then another twenty six miles. Yep. I, I, right. went, I went from I went from then West Thurrock to South End. Done it for Little Havens. I, um, wow. The, oh, kind of children's hospice. That I'll do mm -hmm. bits for. And yeah, that was kind of trained quite hard for that. Um, Did you wear a cape on the way round or? No, just <laughs> every now and again if I see a, a, a phone box, I just kind of zipped in and, and spun round and come out. And uh, but no, yeah, done that, and then, then then cycled back. It was yeah, it was pretty. That's good. incredible. Wow. Yeah, uh, that does not. That just sounds like my idea. Hell, at school, I kind of like sports. It was quite sporty. Um, I was also a black belt. I try and get that into every podcast we do. <laughs> um, but you're right too. <laughs> you got to see that shoes already rolled in his eyes. Um, but I never got the the long distance training thing. To me, that was like, I, what I, are we doing? Look at me. I'm not built for long distance running. And when I, I was telling you earlier about Saika. Like it was because I was used to do lots of triathlons and I used to be right into duathlons and ten k's and it was kind of what before I boxed. As soon right. as I started boxing, I chose to do that because my back couldn't deal with the pounding anymore because mm -hmm. I'm a big guy. But um, yeah, and, and and basically the kickboxing was all hips, and so it opened up my lower back, and I've never really struggled with the back since. Yeah, it's then. crazy that exercise. Yeah. Say, well, I've got a lower back issue, and exercise yeah. it stops it hurting. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so. Did you did you do that double marathon specifically because it was for charity? I'm 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 a bit f bit fucking stupid sometimes okay. when like I, just end the sentence there. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I, I like to kind of set myself stupid challenges. Okay. And like we go and swim in like rivers and lakes in Wales and Scotland and things like that but I initially tried to see how many I could do in 48 hours and so like just just things like that and just little kind of crazy sort of tests and that mm. in the end because if I don't 
if I just think, oh, I might, I might do that, but then if I just think, no, I'm going to do that, and then I will then announce it to the fucking world of social back media, back that, out on it, then. yeah, and go, I'm going to do that, and then I've got yeah. to do it. Uh, no. I think that's one of the reasons that it was good for me to to do the 10k with for a specific event I committed yeah. to it publicly like I didn't have a choice I had to do it um, yeah. and I don't think I ever would have done it otherwise but uh, but like that kind of distance running for me is crazy like that yeah. the 10k I was like why did, like I spent literally the whole thing going why did I do this? Yeah. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I do this? And then at the end, my friend said she was standing at the finish line. She did it too, but she was faster than me. She said she was standing at the finish line. She's watching people cross and people were like, yeah, like fit hands in the air and like delighted crossing the finish line. She said, I literally crossed the finish line, immediately stopped and just went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. And then she said it was hilarious. And then she was like, how do I was like, I hated it. I like threw myself down on the ground. I was like, I hated it so much. Um, and I eventually when I kind of became normal out. again yeah I was like no I would do another run but I do five I feel like five is enough yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know I yeah. don't I so 26 miles do, do you know what right how many in a row oh that was crazy he's amazing like 20 in like a month or I think it was yeah. more than that oh I man that documentary about that, that was incredible battered, yeah it was yeah. a crazy Respect. crazy to watch mm. well we've just kind of Derailed straight away as we generally talk. Right, um, I generally a brief names. Can I call you Lou? If that you right? can yeah. call me. Yes, um, it's one of the nicest things you can call me. Excellent. <laughs> what's um, what's going to be your top five? So I figured because you guys are in Ireland, um, and this is my first UK podcast, I should bring Ireland and the UK together and talk about um, the gifts that Ireland has given the world, of which there are many. So whittling it down to five is quite a challenge. Okay. Um, some, I think, will be expected. Yeah. Some will be unexpected. Um, some will be up for debate, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but I, I, think, I think it's going to be a good, a good chat. Amazing, amazing. And you've, these are, well, you've got a number one, haven't you, as well? So we've got a, I have a number one. We're going to get down to your number one as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Cool. Shall we start with number five? Yeah, Should we get crack to on. Okay. No. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No, no. Quickly. Yeah. Did you consider any other top fives? Yeah, I did. Um, but everything I thought of was really, really, like, girly. Um, like, I was like, oh, I'd love to talk about, like, my f my top five matte lipsticks. And like, <laughs> I'd love to talk about... I'm really into beauty and makeup. Yeah. So I was like, top five most iconic makeup looks. No, probably won't be good. Yeah. It was all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Rom-coms. I was like, top five rom-coms. And then I was like, we no. Could, we could roll with you on rom-coms. No, I knew, I knew you could. Rom-coms. Yeah. Just got yeah. back from Friends Fest, that was quite powerful. Uh, Friends Fest? Yeah, they toured the Friends set um, around the world and they brought it to Chelmsford. I read about yeah. this, I would have loved to have gone to that. Like the cat had got the queen. They took a picture. Smelly Cat on a guitar in Central <laughs> Perk, man. Uh, they took a picture of you holding the brollies and you were sat yeah. at the end of that cipher. It was the setup was perfect. Yeah. I would have loved that. And I've never that. seen you look quite as happy or, or you, you really felt you were cool at that point. Yeah. I could see it in yeah, your eyes. I did. Did. Just for that fleeting moment. It was. It was. <laughs> well, I knew I knew you could have done rom coms, but once mm. I thought of this one, I thought, no, this is no. the right That's the really right thing to chat. do yeah. in really the context idea. of this environment. So my number five um, is 
I think the most controversial actually of the five even though it's also possibly one of the most obvious okay. and the reason it's controversial is because Ireland has extremely conflicting feelings about my number five I'm talking about you two right <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are aware of this but in Ireland it's very uncool to say that you like you too and mm -hmm. um, if you're in any way cool like obviously Every single time that they play here, the gigs sell out in seconds. Yeah. People are on the phone to Liveline, which is like this iconic Irish radio mm. station, radio show where people ring up and give out. Basically, that's that's what the show is. Um, so people ring up Liveline and give out about ticket sales and blah, blah, blah. But publicly, everyone's like, no, you two are shit. Like, nobody mm. likes you two. And Bono is a pox is one of the most used phrases in what's Dublin pox, in particular. Pox, pox is like... Um, well, like an like a disease. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. literally. In the UK, we we could yeah, poxy. Yeah, poxy, exactly. Yeah. Bono is a pox. Yeah, you'll see yeah. it written. Like mm. if you if you look out, you'll see it written around the city. Right, right. Um, and and it's really unfair, I think, because you know, no matter if you're a music fan at all, like you can find absolute gems in YouTube's back catalog. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, okay, maybe their recent stuff isn't as good as the old stuff. And, but like Madonna's isn't either. That doesn't mean she's not an icon. So musically, they've contributed so much um, to the world. Are you I a think. fan? Yeah, I am. I was kind of raised on YouTube. My dad is a huge fan. Mm -hmm. So um, he would have gone to see them in the Dandelion Market, which is used to be like the hip and happening place to go in the 70s um, and the early 80s. Um, and so like anyone, everyone of a certain age in Dublin will tell you that they used to go and see you two at the Dandelion Market. But my dad like actually did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I am a fan. Um, but I think aside from the fact that they've kind of lost a bit of their cool factor, um, people have a real issue with Bono because of all of his campaigning. Um, which again, I feel like, like, what do you want him to do? Mm. Like, you know, Irish people are kind of like, oh, he's like sanctimonious mm. and, you know, he thinks he's the best and he can change the world. And it's like, yeah, but if he did nothing, we'd give out about him as well. Do you know what I mean? He's trying, Jesus. Like, what, what else you, like you say, what do you want from someone? If, they, if they're just not doing any of that stuff, are you, are you happier that they're not doing that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think it's just, he is one of the best front men I think of any band ever and that's because he is a big character mm. he is really charismatic and you know he's for that sound yeah like I do think for stadium bands maybe not now but certainly kind of up to maybe post sort of I don't know what, what album um, I can't even remember what the albums are called now. What the one after Act Tongue Baby, whatever that was. Mm. Um, like I think they were them. REM um, were probably the you know two biggest bands ever. And stadium thing. But both very different. I guess they're both political campaigners as well, Stipe mm. and, and Bono. Um, but I do think he's he's very good at that that kind of stadium rock frontman yeah like, I, I do think he but i don't think it transcends the smaller gigs harry is as a frontman whereas yeah. i think tom york could yeah. do both yeah i think you're right actually like, i think that's a fair um, assessment and i just never have gotten the chance to see you two in a small venue it's really weird because i got into an argument um on social media because um when they announced they were doing the joshua tree tour yeah 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I, I fucking love that album. Oh, it's a brilliant album from um, first to finish. Yeah. And I must have been 13 when that came out. And thirty. <laughs> it's a running thing on these podcasts that I'm old as fuck. Um but uh and 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 I got into this argument because I just put wanna get tickets to go and see Joshua Tree. And kind of being a DJ and a being in bands all my life, all my mates are musos and they've all got really staunch opinions and everything mm-hmm. and they're like, Do you wanna go and watch that fucking prick for blah blah blah? Mm. Like pompous fucking and all of this mm. and I was like and then I kind of was like, look, that album nailed it for me at that age. And yeah. um, and I do think, for whatever your views are on YouTube, they've wrote some fucking killer songs. Yeah. Uh, undeniable. And his voice yeah. in its heyday was spectacular. Yeah. And, you know, and all the musos are going, me, me. And he was like, look, at 13 years of age, I'd love to say I was indoors listening to fucking pill sessions but I wasn't <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. I was listening to their albums yeah. you know and I vividly remember seeing a video out of Streets Have My Name and thinking this guitar sounds amazing mm. and and to this day I don't think they've ever beaten as a song Radio Mining Town which I yeah. think is one of the most beautiful fucking records oh, I've made. I love it yeah. and his vocal on that when he starts singing Love Slowly Stripped Away oh fucking hell man I'm getting goosebumps if I talk yeah. about it um and um, yeah, I, I do, and, and I just had a round back just saying, look, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to pretend I was super cool at 13, mm. I wasn't, but my introduction to guitar music was probably you too. And yeah. then from that, five years later, I probably was listening to John Peel, but yeah. you wouldn't that have wouldn't there, have happened yeah. had I not kind of, because of bands like you two and Simple Minds and them stadium rock bands that were making it into the charts yeah. and, you know, and guitar music. And it was, yeah. that was my introduction. I think... I think sometimes I think he doesn't do himself any favors. No, I agree. Um, well, also they have this whole thing in Ireland that like um, they and I'm using air quotes don't pay their taxes. They do pay some tax in Ireland, but they have artist exemption and they do a lot of their business outside of Ireland right. in order to avoid paying tax, and that doesn't go down well. But 
you know, they're, it's a business at the end of the day and you have to make mm. business decisions. Yeah. And they do contribute a lot in lots of ways. Am I right? Um, Mother Records, mm -hmm. was that Bono's label he set up? I think so. I'm actually not 100% Because though. I heard um, stories that they had buses with recording studios in that they sent around the, 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 the city for bands to record their demos. Yeah. And... I love shit like that. Yeah. Well, and they like, do a lot of they do a lot of that, and like any young Irish band, like I I I, I do a new music radio show here as well, and I, I have a lot of friends who are in bands, and um you know any young Irish band that plays a big gig, there'll always be a, like sometimes it's a keg of Guinness sent over from the lads from U two, might be a hamper of whiskey, like they or just another kind of present, you know they have a real presence and they are very supportive of young Irish acts, and you know that's done very quietly. Mm. That's not a big fanfare thing, yeah. you know. Um, I was checking your playlist. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I, I literally <laughs> looked last how week. Get, how did you get into uh, doing that, presenting and doing new music? Is that always been? Something you've been big on is music scenes and staying up to date with that. Um, well, I just, I mean, as I, for me, I never actually wanted to do music radio. That wasn't my aim. I want to do talk. I still want to do talk radio. That's okay. that's what I really want to do. But I, but I, as a as a hobby and as a personal love, I've always loved music. Um, and yeah, I guess I always kind of prided myself a little bit, especially in my like late teens and early twenties, and being the person who knew the new mm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So then I kind of fell into doing this show. It was kind of meant to be. A, not a not for too long and it's kind of meant to be a bit of a stopgap but I've been doing it for a few years now and yeah no I really enjoy it it's I my favorite thing is sometimes I hear from people who say god I hadn't listened to new music in years and I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to hear something new and really love discover it discover it and then get yeah. it yeah it's such a joy I think it's uh, it's, it's great for the brain you know right? yeah I'm always taking on new, new information I'm always great at it and I, I'll go through fits and starts of doing, discovering loads of new bands yeah. and then going through periods where I'm just listening to bands from the 70s yeah. for, a, for a year. I won't listen to anything new. I'd be it's like that if I didn't do the, the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It so it's a good excuse to always stay on top of it. Definitely. But discovering new music and realising that you can still do that is a real gem. I'm yeah. like, I sound really old now doing that because when you're young, you're, it's all new, isn't it? It's yeah. exciting time. But at some point, whether or not it's work or whatnot, you aren't getting exposed to music like you used to. Yeah. Um, but you can still do it. You can do that at any a, age. It's so rewarding. That mm. was a joy on Monday, wasn't it? On Monday, we um, we recorded a podcast with um, Hugo from the Maccabees. Mm -hmm. and, and him and his brother, obviously like the Maccabees just played four or five nights at Ali Pali, wasn't yeah. it, to kind of close the band. Yeah. Um, which is amazing but sad you mm. know like they, yeah i have friends know. who are heartbroken over that yeah mm. oh, I, I, I adore them and uh but they were saying like he's they've got their studio where they they always record and own that and and his brother felix and the band has set up a, a label called yellow records and, and they've also set up a little club night and so they they find the bands and they record them and then they release their music on the on their own label and then they showcase them live on their own club night and i just think you know that that's that's what's missing in in London at the moment. Mm. Is 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 because the as as we spoke to Hugo about you know the, the guitar scene in London is is disappearing quickly. He's yeah. having a rough time, and, and when you have got people with that kind of influence and attention 
doing things like that and yeah. keeping it nice and DIY and it's yeah. fucking great. Like, it's really exciting. Well, I think though music is like, you know, it's cyclical mm-hmm. in terms of trends and, and, you know, guitar music is not having a moment at the moment, no. yeah. obviously not. And so therefore, I think, you know, there, there could be an entire generation of, of young people who are getting Ableton instead of getting guitars. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but it'll come again. Yeah. I really think that. I really yeah. think it'll come again. Yeah. I hope. It, it yeah. does often threaten to break. And yeah. then it sort of peters back down, yeah. and you get the odd band, like Royal Blood, with a big nose yeah. just released their new record, which yeah. is which spon- we sponsored them, didn't we? Not that long ago, we did a roof for them. Well, they sponsored us, you mean? That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I've played their new stuff. I love them. Ooh. I think they're brilliant. There's a band in Dublin actually called Otherkin, young Irish right. band, um, and they have a club night, and they are kind of. They do lots of cool stuff aside from their own. They're actually about to go on a massive tour. They're going to be playing loads of dates in the UK. Um, and I think across Europe. Uh, what are they called? Other, Other King. King. Other King. Yeah, O T H E or K I N. They're really good. Okay. They write really good guitar rock pop songs. Yeah. You know, mm. like two or three minutes, get the job done. Yeah. In and, out. and they're really good live, like really high energy, um, really good fun, like proper rock and roll show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're great. I'd really recommend them. Oh, wicked. Ooh, check them out. Mm. So, have you got anything else that you want to add about, um, do you know what, I'll say you too, because I was about to say Bono, so it's, it's not all about Bono, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. isn't what, it? What do you think about the fact that, say, I, I, I have mixed opinions on you two, I'm not too cool for school in the sense that the songs that I've liked, I've always said I like, I think the first song I really was exposed to was on the Batman, Batman, oh, yeah. Batman, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, it's a great song, yeah. You know, and... And it's just sometimes behaviours that you make make you wince a little bit. And I'm not a fan of every single song they put out, but at the same time, even some of my favourite bands, I'm not like that. And um, it's undeniable to think that they don't have a good approach to making music. Like Edge really does try to find good sounds with his guitars. Really, mm. he's not just I don't trying. agree with that. Really? Well, I think he's found a really good sound, and I don't think he does. You know, he's he's traded on that for a long time. Do you reckon? I don't think he's. That's his sound, though, in fairness. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When you hear that sound, you know it's Edge. I kind of like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I don't think he's constantly finding new sounds. No, I, no. I can't hear it in the, no, in think, the music. No, I think he's experimented a little bit. But, oh. um, yeah, I mean, the thing that kind of winded up a lot of people recently was the uh, Apple thing. Wasn't That's it? what like, I was going to yeah. ask. Like, that that, that reaction was like... ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was insane. Like, okay, here's a free album, which you can immediately delete if you yeah. want to. And people were like, yeah, it's an intrusion. I've been violated. I was, I was like, what? On that. I was a little bit on that. I put it this way, I wasn't making banners and taking the streets over it. And you're right. The reaction was over the top. It was just a bit weird. Like, it would just come on my up. And I'm like, what is this? Weirdly, it wasn't, I didn't hate it. I'm like, yeah. it seems like I thought it was okay, but... I was kind of like you're just too like you know you're just blocking up my phone when I don't want that on there. I want you know. But the whole, the whole concept of discovering music is lost with stunts like that. Mm. You know, you're never going to... Not that you've got to go and discover... But you have got to discover you two if you're young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're not brought up on them like previous generations. Mm. And, and putting it there, like, I just didn't like it. No, I, I just think, like, if you're putting music out and it's good, people will find it. Yeah. You know, and you know, you it'll get recommended and but not to just open your phone and it's there in front of you. I just think <laughs> I do I do think that that was one of those things where they didn't help themselves. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was a good idea, but I stuck but I thought the reaction was like insanely yeah. over the top. Um it's but yeah, but I think it, it, though, but, yeah. Then, but, but the East like record companies are just trying to find 
angles like that now. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the Radiohead thing about pay what you want for the album was mm -hmm. fucking dope. Mm -hmm. but what was that in Rainbows? What record was that? They did that on. Uh, was it Amnesiac? No, what was it? I, I thought it was in Rainbows. It might be. Yeah, it was in yeah, Rainbows. Yeah, I think it was in Rainbows. It was in Rainbows. Yeah. But when I, I went to see Madonna about three, four years ago, um, purely because I'm 44 and grew up loving Madonna. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you don't need to make an excuse. I'm 34 uh, and I grew up loving Madonna. Yeah, I, like, I think I probably went to this gig too. Um, In, but here, obviously. Uh, I saw it uh, at Hyde Park. It was the... Um, was it called Hard Candy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I bought the ticket, which was fucking expensive, you paid X a man, and I thought, that's very expensive, but in included in that was a... Dime bar. Um, a, a, a purchase of her album. So she went to number one yeah. through no other reason than I wanted to go and see Madonna. I didn't want to buy a new album. Wow. You know, and then in hindsight, I should have listened to that album because that's pretty much all she fucking played. It was terrible. It yeah. was so bad. It wasn't was terrible. It? Yeah, it was really, really bad. Yeah, and I've seen her before, and I've seen her be brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I was massively disappointed by that. People gig. were leaving Hyde Park in droves, and yeah, me, my really? wife, yeah. all our friends went, and we were really looking forward to it because it was like, oh, you just imagine want, Madonna playing the hits. Oh, oh my god, just want, time of your like, life. Yeah, yeah. You want that karaoke? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. You, you want that moment, that nostalgia. And you at that point in her career, even Bowie was cool as fuck and would still play the hits yeah, as well. Yeah. Do you it's know a what tough I mean? One though for and, and, but it's not because for Madonna. Still, it's not for still, Madonna. No, it's not. She's still living and breathing. She's like, I want to put out new stuff. That's Wait, fine. Put it out. Play it. Play it but yeah. play but the other stuff too. Play the other know, stuff I too. I think they can still. Do, she could do that, but I think you need to be very clear that that's what you're billing it as. Um, you know. it, I just I, mean, I hate that and I hate as well now this is like very pet peeve but like yeah. I went to see Paul Simon um, and Sting I actually bought tickets for my parents and then they couldn't go so my friend and I went last minute and we came away from, with like the opposite experience to what we were expecting we weren't bothered about Sting and we were dying to see Paul Simon yeah. and Sting was amazing and mm. an absolute ride oh mm. my god like I he is he had a beard at the time his body was like lithe and like sinewy and brown in the best way we, we were both quite taken with him and Paul Simon just didn't sing the songs do you know what I mean yeah. he sang the songs but he improvised on everything wow. it was all like up and it was down and you couldn't sing along yeah and like that's I don't go to see Paul like I'm that's not what I want I yeah. want to hear the songs as I know them like obviously you know if I want to hear them exactly as they are in the record I can listen to the record but yeah. like I hate when you can't you can't even sing along the, with the chorus because the mm. chorus is going all over the place. That was exactly what Madonna done though. Yeah. She, she like I think she played four hits mm. at the end, played, right? No, yeah. no, the end was the worst bit. Oh, I don't really, I can't remember. <laughs> she played Vogue. Yeah. And she played. It's one of my faves. It's all right. Oh, I remember this. And she played a, a swing slow damn yes. version of like a virgin, yeah. was it? Mm. Yeah, it was terrible. And. Did she play? Didn't play Papa Don't Breathe. Didn't play Get Into the Groove. Didn't play Open Your Heart. Didn't play Borderline. What else did she, did she play? I can't think. There was like, um, oh, I can't even think. It was none of the real big, mm. classic early Madonna hits. And then people were just leaving because she was yeah. just like playing all this new album. And it's like if you're gonna play Hyde Park. 
Yeah. You've got to play the game a little bit. Like if you're playing Glastonbury, yeah. And then so you've got her her um band are arguably going to be the greatest session musicians in the world that will know every single Madonna song. And at any given point, when she's finishing songs and there's ripples of applause, and then she'll play, you hear the opening bars to Vogue and the place catches a light, she's not dumb enough yeah. or egotistical enough to not think, I'm dying on my arse here. Yeah. So she, at any given point, can go, Lace La Bonita. Yeah. And that band can play it. Maybe the visuals she's got programmed may not compute, but fuck the visuals. Yeah. Like, which is, I'll get onto that with you two in a second. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, when the gig, she walked off stage at the end and you thought, right, encore, and you had, and you think she's going to play fucking Holiday. Then the video of Holiday come up on the screen and it was just a video of Holiday and she didn't come back on. You just literally watched the video of Holiday. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, this can't be happening. But that's... that's uh, how much was the ticket? Oh, a lot. See, like, I just think that is a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. Because... Like thinking about that at yeah, Because if you want to do that gig, fine, do that gig, play a smaller venue. Yeah. The people who want to see that kind yeah. of gig will go. Yeah. But if you're going to sell tickets for 100 quid yeah. and you're going to play to thousands, tens of thousands of people... Yeah. That's not what they're there for, yeah. and you know that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it, it drives me mental. But the thing with you two is, when I started to lose interest in you two, was when it was like we're going to land in a big lemon and we're going to do this, and it become a bit spinal tap for me. Whereas I think oh, they started to rely more on the visual, more on the whole kind of concept of it, mm. and I think more people will be more focused if you just walked out in a white vest with your long hair and a guitar and just sang the songs mm. yeah. like, because it was all about the songs and the voice yeah and i think as post maybe rattle and hum like you know i'll, I'll probably no i'd say act on baby to a degree as well you know i think after that it just it, it, i don't know i guess you have to move with the times but to me it was always that the live show was a show rather than a gig. Mm. It definitely, well, it definitely is. And I have like conflicting experiences with that. So the last tour, which I went to see just a couple of months ago, um, the Joshua Tree one, and the one before Songs of Experience or whatever it was called, um, they were both had massive, massive visuals, like a huge visual element, massive screens. Um, And the Songs of Experience I went to see, I think like two years ago, um, and it was amazing. And I loved the visuals and they made it for me. Um, I was up, it was in an indoor venue. So like, you know, like the O2 basically, somewhere like that. and I was kind of up in tiered seating and I could see the whole thing and it looked incredible and the visuals made it for me. This time I had standing tickets. I went with my dad as I always do, but they changed. Usually we go, it's insane. Usually we queue up from like five o'clock in the morning to make sure that we're up the front. But this time they sold the tickets. They sold the front half of the pitch separately yeah. to the second half of the pitch. Like golden circle. Yeah, thing. except it was half the pitch. So we turned up early and we were at the front half of the second of the second part, almost at the front. We couldn't see anything. We could barely see the screens. We couldn't see them 
at all. The screens were the thing and, and they weren't using the screens to project the actual bond until I think like the fifth or sixth song in. So for the first five or six songs, we could see the top of the screens and these, you know, beautiful visuals, fine. But we never, we couldn't see, see the band. Yeah. Shit. Like they weren't, you know, you'd think that they would have used like maybe the edge bits to yeah. just post Bono singing or edge yeah. playing his guitar or whatever. Um, and it, I had like, it was the worst U2 gig I've ever been to. And people who were up in the stands said it was incredible because it looked amazing. Mm, yeah. So I think there's danger there. It yeah. can be amazing, I think, but it can really not work as well. Well, it works a little bit with like dance acts. You can do that because yeah. watching the D, watching Chemical Brothers stand there twiddling knobs yeah. is not that exciting. But yeah. they're, they're like their their shows are absolutely amazing, fucking mm. wicked to yeah. watch. Yeah, um, yeah. My friends, we we saw them at Glastonbury a couple of years ago. And my friends and I were standing there, sh like roaring at each other. Are those real robots? Are there robots? Because they had these visuals of these giant robots, and we were like, Are they actually there? We actually couldn't figure out whether they were. I We'd, had a, drink. We'd had a drink. We'd had a drink. Yeah, it was amazing. First first live dance shows I saw was Chemical Brothers, it was for their, their set, uh, their it was, it, they just released Dig Your Own Hole, which is a shit hot record, it's one of my favourite of all time, mm. but they, they started the show with um, one of the songs of their first record, no it was, it was, it was the second record, and it was Brothers Gonna Work It Out, but the visuals were just the words Brothers Gonna Work yeah. It Out, but they weren't in the right order, Yeah. and it was just doing that for a minute, and everyone was like, what's it doing, and then it was going Brothers Gonna Work It Out, and then... Yeah. yeah. First one of the first dance. Nice. Yeah, for a DJ or for a dance act, yeah, hundred percent, it's the mm. way to go. Yeah. yeah, it's it makes a gig. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, you two need to just check themselves. I think before they wreck themselves a bit. <laughs> but I still think it's they are a wonderful thing that Ireland has given yeah. the world. Uh, undeniably, so, undeniably. Fair, fair, fair choice. Shall we do? I reckon we should do number four. Yeah. And then have a little breaky. Yeah. And then do the next thing after the after the break. Is that okay? You got yeah, that? yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, number four um is niche. Um, so in Ireland, uh, if you go to a local shop like a spa or here we have like Londa Centra, like those kind of shops, um, you guys tend to have more like independent corner shops. I find when I go to the UK, mm -hmm. I know there's still spars and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but any, any, that's kind of neither here nor there. But anyway, basically, if you go to most relatively big corner shops mm -hmm. in Ireland or petrol stations or whatever, you will find a deli counter. Yes. Right. Yeah. At which there's usually two halves. There's a hot half and a cold half. Yep. Yeah. We saw this in so spa we, today. We're having this experience today. So the cold half has all your stuff that you've you'd want in a sandwich or a roll like you know yeah. sweet corn lettuce tomato blah 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 yeah. your hot half generally sausages. has sausages mm -hmm. your breakfast food it has um jambons which are the ultimate hangover cure right. if you yeah. find yourself tomorrow. in need of it tomorrow it's basically a pastry filled with like a white cheese sauce and bacon uh, it is delicious and also what you will always see well this is this is you're gonna like this also what will always be there in the hot counter is uh hot chicken fillets we call them chicken fillets but really they're breaded scallops yes yeah and you can get plain or you can get spicy and the reason that they're there is because the number four thing that ireland has given the world and unfortunately you can really only get it in ireland at the moment is the hot chicken roll also known as the chicken fillet roll so this is like every student in ireland this is their lunch of choice you're hungover if, if you're an emigrant and you're coming home I have friends who, who get their moms to collect them from the airport oh. with a hot chicken roll and it's just 
you can have it on a sandwich too. You can have any kind of extra filling that you want. You're either spicy or you're plain. Um, you have your mayo or whatever. My personal hot chicken roll is coleslaw, tomato, cheese, and hot chicken butter on a baguette. Now, the assemblage is very important yeah. because you want the cheese to be on the chicken so that it melts, melts a little bit. Yeah, oh my God, I actually really want one right now. Yeah, I haven't had one in ages. Yeah. Um, and it's like a staple of the Irish diet and it's beautiful and why it hasn't taken off this elsewhere is us. beyond me. Why it's don't not... you have deli counters? Well, oh. it, it, they're a bit of a, unless you're in a supermarket, they don't really exist, do they? No. And like, I found it really weird. We, we was walking to the venue last night and we walked past the spa yeah. and it had tables outside. Yeah. And I was like, there's tables on the pavement mm -hmm. at a spa and people were like drinking coffee and stuff. And I was thinking, it's quite nice, but quite odd. Um, and then today we, we went round the corner shop um it weren't a corner shop is it um the, the spa mm -hmm. um just over there um that wasn't exactly podcast gold no, was it i just pointed just over, over there, there. Yeah. <laughs> um it is around the corner i know what you mean yeah and i walked in and what did we go in there for i can't even remember um just a quick drink before yeah. we found a cafe basically yeah, yeah. and um because um, we was trying to find somewhere to have some breakfast mm -hmm. And then we, all of a sudden, there was a kind of canteen area in Spa. Yep. And I just thought, oh, look, they sell donuts and pastries. And, oh, look, you can get, like, yep. sandwiches sort and stuff. And then, right. oh. I saw those chicken bits. And, and I, I saw like, them. Mm. That's big in Europe as well, the scallops. Mm. Like, the scallops, am I saying it right? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Germany is massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, a breaded breast of chicken. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good shit. You can get them in the UK, oh but God. only generally kind of, like, frozen ones that you just, you know... Throw in the oven with chips and beans mm. and give them to your kids. Well, what you need to do is start putting it between two slices of bread. Right. Yeah. It does sound like I can just see that working. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. And like Irish people are like, we love hot chicken rolls. Like, yeah. I, I cannot express it enough. Like, I've you know. I've heard this. This is brilliant. No, uh, likewise. Well, I'm just, I just felt it deserved some airtime, basically. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, right now. Yeah, <laughs> we just really, I mean, we love them because they're delicious. We love them because often, like, your shop will do a deal. So, like, they, they might do a deal for two ninety nine, where you get your hot chicken roll. Now, you can only maybe have one or two bits, extra bits in it. And most people would want three. And so then you see, you hear these negotiations at the counter, yeah, you know. Answer. Now, if I put that on, that's going to be an extra 30 cent or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and they do, like, a deal, a student deal. It's, like, hot chicken roll crisps and a drink it's it it is such a huge part of our lives as irish people um and i know many an immigrant emigrant excuse me who really really misses them when they are abroad so while we have brought them to the world they need to go further afield mm. and my one wish for my appearance on this podcast is that more people include a hot chicken roll in their life because you're missing out Come on, London. You and, need uh, it. And we've because we have listeners all over the world, don't we? Let's let's step up our game. Guys, and get um, get yeah. these hot chicken rolls out there. And people put all I'm kinds of shit one. on them. I promise you, I'm having one before right. we leave. People on Twitter and Instagram, go and get a chicken and scallop. Um, you heard what Lou said about what goes into it. I mean, make your own photo. Yeah. And um, when we put this podcast out, obviously we'll tag Lou in everything yeah. we do. Um, reply with your versions yeah. oh my god i want to see it so yeah. bad yeah. people get people have garlic mayo people have taco that sauce yeah. people yeah. have mayo people have butter like there are purists yeah. who just want 
barbecue sauce. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. change it up. Yeah. The world is your chicken, your hot chicken hot roll chicken oyster. Roll oyster. Yeah. It's, I'm very excited about this. I look yeah. forward to seeing these images. They're, they're really good at our listeners. Like, we, we, we've just recently compiled. Did you see the chart of crisps that went viral? Yes. Um, well, we kicked off, didn't we? Yeah, we and, did a free part. And so yeah, I we, heard some of it. We, we, oh, really? Got, yeah. That's, listen, that's a tough conversation. Oh, man, it's a tough conversation. And we, our mate from MasterChef come around to kind of put an expert opinion on it, which was <laughs> fucking surreal. Um, but then we had a band come around last week and... They're an incredible band, um, and we was expecting because they're, they're they're pretty much a safe to say they're a sort of soul band, mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, they're gonna have some, they're gonna pull out something from like you know, soul soul artists on stacks label circa blah blah blah, and they were like top five fucking biscuits, man, <laughs> and like, and they just went straight in on biscuits. These guys knew their biscuits. Yeah, like, it was deep in depth conversations. Yeah, about it. It yeah. My, my kids are still working their way through the drum of biscuits oh. that was left down, down a bar, yeah. I used to work for um, a website in our, it's kind of like an Irish Buzzfeed kind of thing and we have done, or while I was there, we did many a, a like, you know, ultimate kind of list of um, what were the best crisps and biscuits and ice creams as well, ice pops, mm. all that kind of stuff. Well, and yeah. nothing is ever as controversial as those mm. lists. I mean, people have feelings yeah, yeah, about people that stuff. Yeah. It's great to see yeah. some of the comments. Like, I'm 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 because we didn't, like, we did it on, we'd, we'd award points. So everyone in that room would award points. And obviously the bigger, smart. the test thing, you'd actually get a more aggregated yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there was surprising results sometimes. And skips came in, didn't they? Yeah. Came in really high. Skips is always controversial. It's bullshit, Chris. You see, you didn't like it, but the rest of us did. And it ended it, it's what found, found its way into God's here. Well, there was four of us and we yeah. all scored out of five. Yeah. I, I was like one, but you were all like four. So yeah. it, it made it. And whereas... Um, cheese and onion walkers, which I scored four out of five, use all went against, and it didn't even make like the mid tier. Cheese and onion walkers. I was walkers surprised crisp, at that. Know. I must say, because I used to love them. But what was amazing was in the um, podcast this morning, um, the two lads that we met had listened, and they were like, "These come oh my from my God. home area." O'Donnell's. O'Donnell's. And uh, yeah. that's a powerful fucking yeah. crisp. That yeah. is. Yeah. Well, see, that's Bally Ballymaloo relish, which is also an iconic Irish food fucking product. That, is that, it? That right. Yes. Is off the scale. Yeah. Well, can I just tell you On if anyway. you go and get your hangover food tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And you don't get a hot chicken roll. Maybe one of you decides you don't want to enter into that world of joy. That's fine. You get yourself a jambon. If you get a sausage sandwich, get them to put some ballymilu on it. It is, oh my God, so good. So good. It's not like any other relish. It's superior. Far superior. Right. So yeah, those are ballymilu relish and cheddar cheese flavored O'Donnell's. Yes, it's a good crisp. It's a good crisp. Yeah. See, now in Ireland, if we put, say, Walker's, into our list of crisps, there would be absolute uproar. Yeah. Because Irish people believe very passionately that our crisps are better than English crisps. Yeah. There's no even comp contest after having them. And I'm not a big fan of kettle. Like, um, the lads who gave it that today, Jackie, who said that these are sort of almost like your kettle chip equivalent. I'm not a big kettle chip fan. That, yeah. to me... They're not greasy like kettle no, chips. No, that, yeah. that beats the shit out of a kettle chip. Yeah. yeah. We've also got real... Kios. Kios are another good, good, solid Irish crisp yeah. brand. Like an O'Donnell's. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually, this is kind of foreshadowing for later in my top five. Right, okay. we will okay. we will come back okay. to crisps. So we've done, we've done, we've four, done five and four. Yeah, and so should we have a cup of tea and yeah. have a wee and all of yeah. that, and yeah. then yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll come back in five and um, and hear your final free loop. Super. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. Lovely. One and done.
there you go, part one. In the can. Well done, listeners. How much fun is Louise? Did you agree with five and four? I'm sure, I think that's where we got to. Did you agree? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, with number five, controversial? Yes, no? Talk to us on Twitter. And number four, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, those hot chicken rolls. God damn it, hot chicken rolls. If you're um, a listener who's had a hot chicken roll, maybe you've just discovered hardcore listing and you're in Ireland, get to us on Twitter at, I think it's HCL Podcast at Redshift Redwalls, at Stuart Whiffin, or at Stu Whiffin. Tell us what your favourite way of having a hot chicken roll is, because it really, well, it's going to excite us. As you know, Stu gets emotional with food. We want to know, we want to know, we want to know. Tell us your thoughts. Um, okay, well, we'll catch you for episode two, where we go from three to one with Louise um, in the next few days. Thanks again, Louise. Take care, you crazy diamonds. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.